Going Past podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Smith, and I have a private practice in the Hill Country of Texas. Beautiful area, and right now we are in the heat of the summer. I hope you're enjoying your summer wherever you happen to be. For some, summer break seems to really be winding down because next week, which will be the first part of August, new teachers and staff are going to be returning and working on building a great upcoming school year for the students. This is a shout out to them. Thank you for all that you do and provide the quality education for our kids. To the students and parents that are still gearing up for the school year, I hope you have a wonderful year. I appreciate you. Have a great time with the school year. If you happen to be tuning into this podcast, love to hear from you. Love to hear that you're a new listener. If you want to give us a review on iTunes, I would love that as well. Speaking of next week, at PAST, we're going to be kicking off some restorative and gentle yoga classes on Friday mornings. And that has to do with like my special guest that I have on the podcast. It's going to be a two-parter. Erin Labati, two-parter because she's so stocked full of information, and I love the conversation that I had with her. So I broke it into two parts to make it just a little bit easier for the commute, a little bit shorter, and uh, didn't think that I could cover everything that I wanted her to share with you in one podcast. So we made it into two. Yay. A little bit of statistics. The reason why I think yoga is so complementary to counseling really has to do with how much we hold emotion within our body and how important it is to release that and find methods of release. If it happens to be exercise, for those of you that have really busy lives, adding on an additional busyness really does not give you some restoration. So yoga is really one of the components of like a moving meditation. And Aaron's going to speak a little bit more about that. But I happen to have like a variety of studies that I've really been reading about evidence-based practices of yoga on emotional stress and healing and pain management and uh, just the benefits that yoga has had in cancer survivors and pain management for those that seem to have chronic pain that they really cannot find a remedy or a medication that can ease that pain. Yoga has been proven to be a viable drug-free option for chronic pain. Bushnell in May, that is the author, Bushnell, May in 2015 did some research on chronic pain and noticed practicing yoga has the opposite effect that pain, chronic pain, has on the brain. Through yoga and meditation, some age-related depletion of brain connectivity and reduction of gray matter that can affect memory and can impact some different things along the lines of our thinking process and cognitive processing, yoga can be a benefit to that. So some great research is out there on the support of restorative yoga. Let me rephrase that. These are all studies that are done on restorative and gentle yoga, which is what Aaron Labatty is going to be offering and talking about today. Uh, some other research really has to do with after a six-month study, restorative yoga lowers cortisol, decreased Self-reported measures indicated that those that participated in a study had a reduction of stress, depression, and an overall improvement in their quality of life. So that's an awesome thing. It can also help those of you that might be suffering from any uh, metabolic abnormalities because it really levels out the hormones and the cortisol that is going through the body. This study was done over a six-month period 
of yoga practices with meditation, restorative yoga practices, as a matter of fact. So some of the things, this was a meta-analysis meta study of a randomized control trials for you scientific types that want to know that. And you can see this information on the U.S. National Library of Medicine and the National Institute of Health. They do have a website there. So I am so pleased to share this information with you today and have share this conversation with you today that uh, Erin Labatty was so wonderful to talk with. A little bit about Erin. She has been teaching since 2010 and has over a thousand hours of certifications. She's also the founder of Embodied Living Yoga. I'll add some context there. If you'd like to know more about Erin, you can check her out on erinelizabethlabatty.com uh, as well if you want to sign up for the yoga classes. I'll put that in the notes of the podcast. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Erin. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. You tell me a little bit about you. Tell our listener a little bit about you. And, and sure. I was introduced to yoga um, in college with a DVD, and that's how a lot of people really find it. And for me, it was more about supporting my dreams of becoming a professional mountain bike cyclist. So it helped with my balance. It um, helped with my recovery time and my stretching. And so that was the space that it stayed in for a while. And and then when I was 30, um, I was in a really bad place in my life and I was separating from my first husband and sold pretty much everything that I owned and bought a little trailer and, and traveled around and that was how I came to Texas my first time, um, south of Houston and was skydiving a lot. Yeah, I was soul searching. Um, I was skydiving a lot and that's how I met my first real yoga teacher and started actually going to a studio and um, that quickly led me into my first teacher training and and I took it just as a way um, really as a means of self-help for myself to kind of begin to process like I'd gone through this really big shift and felt like I had accumulated all these things that I thought I really wanted and then I realized I didn't want them and it actually felt very suffocating to me yeah um, and so I was just kind of in that space of reassessing and and yoga really helped me to get back into my body and, and connected and and to really begin to deal with a lot of emotions that I had stored in my body and a lot of things that I had from my traumatic childhood that I'd been running from. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just really a way to get those emotions out and to begin to release all of that and just be open to what my practice was helping, how it was, make, how it was helping me to heal and how it was being open, opening my body and just kind of opening my energy to, to bigger things. And, and that led me to restorative yoga. And, and that's been my love for about the last 10 years. Um, I think it's just such a, such a nurturing practice and it's great um, for so many people. Yeah. So, yeah. You used it very much as like you went through what it sounds like, kind of like a materialistic purge. And then it ended yeah. up being like almost an emotional purge and rebuilding for you during yes. that time. I pretty much hit rock bottom during that time. I didn't know what was going on a lot of times. And I was just living in my trailer and was skydiving drop zone, you know. Yeah. Jumping during the day, drinking at night. You know, it, <laughs> it was not very healthy. And I, I thought it was. And the reality was I was just making it all worse. And, <clears throat> and yoga kind of brought that 
that um, coming into a studio and coming to actually to structure classes and practicing with the teacher really helped me to realize and connect with all of that. So. Tell me about your first yoga experience. What was that like? Actually, going into a studio, it was I felt very intimidated. You know, I didn't have like the I didn't feel like I had the like the right clothes on, and I I was in the back of the the studio, which for a long time I would practice in the back the back corner of the studio because I just didn't want to be seen. Yeah. Um, I felt like everybody was going to be watching me when the reality is like everybody's just paying attention to themselves. There's um, it's just that's a fear that a lot of people have when they first come to yoga. Mm -hmm. um, it was I felt very intimidated, but I I remember um, Alex. That was my first teacher, and she's still a very dear friend. When she had us come to our seated meditation and we closed our eyes, I just remember that five minutes after opening them, I felt like I was in such a different space, and I was just so grateful. And and um, that's when I really made that connection of that my yoga mat really became a sacred space and a safe space for me to be mm -hmm. and to be able to just release my emotions. And I cried for, I think, a good 15 minutes after that class. And yeah, yeah. just felt like I had such a release. And I felt it was almost like, an, I don't want to describe it as a high, but it was like my body just felt so um, released and happy. And, and um, that was what kept bringing me back to yoga. Was that a restorative yoga class that you went to? Or it was a gentle. Gentle? Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Tell me about what is restorative yoga? So restorative yoga is, um, it developed out of the traditional lineage of using props and mm -hmm. it, it really developed out of the traditional Iyengar lineage of where yoga was used to open the body to be more comfortable for either prayer or for meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's the utilization of bolsters, which are big, fancy pillows, yeah. and um, <laughs> straps and blocks and blankets. And you are guided into supported poses so that your body can gently open while you're laying down. And, and it's um, paired with guided meditation, and it's layered in by, I explain what the physical benefits are of the poses, and then layer in breath work to help deepen that release. Yeah. Um, and I also allow for the space for people to just kind of listen and, and, you know, create their own stillness. I definitely, coming from a, a counseling perspective, I really like the holistic approach because a lot mm -hmm. of times I think within a counseling session, we stay a lot in the talk therapy and mm -hmm. what your thoughts are, what your feelings are but to not take into account that our body holds our feelings. I mean, whenever somebody gets anxious or nervous and they shake or mm -hmm. when you feel the nervousness, yeah, yeah, when you feel the nervousness in your in your throat or in your stomach to to think that our body's not holding that energy. So there might be some listeners that might not know, hey, I'm walking around in a closed body. I'm not real open. Yeah. Um, explain the difference. So for in my physical body, and I was I was pretty much a classic um, closed off body. I would round my shoulders deeply forward. Part part of that was from mountain biking for so long, mm -hmm. but um, I was that way as a child. I never had had good posture. I um, came from a very abusive home, and I learned very early on to be. Um, 
it was a dysfunctional learning, but I learned to be very distrusting of people. And I would roll my shoulders forward and I always held my hands in front of my body so that physically my arms were guarding me. Mm -hmm. And then to top it off, I was a super control freak because everything in my life was completely out of control. I mean, that's probably, you're like, that's classic. (laughs) So then I actually would tuck my hips under so you know it it was like I had this super super rounded back and almost walked hunched over Mm -hmm. and then yoga really helped me to especially with the more gentle and the restorative to just begin to because when we're that way for so long our muscles actually have to learn to like the front parts um, of my chest had to learn to lengthen while the back of uh, the shoulders had to learn to shorten and get stronger and so that helped to open up my chest and helped me to feel a little bit more comfortable in my own skin and a little bit more secure, mm-hmm. as well as it allows for your body to begin to stack your skeleton, how optimally you're supposed to walk, yeah. which interestingly enough, because of gravity and just because of the way we live our lives, most of us do not, it is a conscious practice to continuously bring yourself into physical alignment and it's amazing the energy difference that you feel in your body when you have that alignment and when you have the awareness or you can go to a space where you're learning the awareness to be able to recognize your signs in your body and how to release that so it's it's um my husband is an officer in the army and he comes home and does like 15 to 20 minutes of restorative yoga um, just to help him kind of let go of the day before we start to transition into family time. Center and back a Mm -hmm. a little. When you slumped or arched, or did you have pains in your body? Oh yeah, my neck. I had really bad pains in my neck and um, my shoulders um, and my lower back. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was, yeah, I mean it was, it was, it took a lot of physical training to actually get it. And I don't mean like hard, like, physical training I mean like actual like practicing bringing my shoulders open and consciously doing that um, to be able to just kind of be a lot more open and then for that to go through my energy but I I definitely um, felt a huge difference once I was able to have the normal curve in my back and sit up more straight that my neck didn't hurt all the time and my jaw didn't hurt as bad and my lower back and my hips didn't hurt as bad Because because I also have quite a few um, physical, I'm not very even, which is which is normal. A lot of people don't actually know that. How so? What do you mean by even? One of my legs is drastically short, like drastically meaning about a quarter of an inch shorter than the other, and that Mm -hmm. makes a big big difference when you're walking. My and that pulls on my hips, and I had a really bad horseback riding accident when I was 15, and um, fractured my last two vertebrae in my right hip, and that really limited how they healed really limited the mobility and that is just you know your hips are your foundation for the rest of the body above it it's just it's something to be mindful of on on how you sit and how you stand yeah do males hold their bodies differently than females is there a difference between a male and female energy yes there is and there's a difference between The pelvis functions differently, and generally men have wider hips, so they have a wider stance and a little bit different of a stance, Mm -hmm. but the functionality of the pelvis and actually how it, like, rotates within the body is a lot different. Men also tend to hold their emotions in their shoulders, 
which when you think just on the real basic plane level of the functionality of a man um, versus the functionality of a woman, that kind of makes a little sense and how right. women hold their emotions in their hips yeah. that, you know, that's, and, and those are generally the, the key points when people come to yoga and they're complaining about something hurting in their body, you know, I would say seven, eight times out of 10 for women, it's their lower back and their hips. Yeah. And for men, it's generally their chest area or their shoulders or their neck. Yeah. And the stress, we call it a little stress triangle of head, shoulders, neck, jaw, mm -hmm. right around in there. Like that's one of the things that, that I've noticed and what has made me so interested in yoga is my niche area is depression anxiety, PTSD, so a lot of times those clients come in with, and ha or trauma, and they've experienced trauma, mm -hmm. and depending upon the trauma, depends upon where they hold, like literally, they'll come in and complain that they have leg pain, or stomach pain, lower back pain, shoulder pain, you know, yeah. um, migraine headaches, uh, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of different aches and pains throughout the body to know after they've gone through so many things with the physician that the physician will tell them and refer them to counseling because it's stress related mm -hmm. or and and so to really begin to incorporate I think yoga is such a phenomenal practice and a way to to do that I wish I had a love <laughs> to be honest I wish I loved it more than I did <laughs> It takes because time. It's, it's an effort, you know, but mostly yeah. I think it's because it's been yoga that I've taken has not been gentle or restorative. Mm -hmm. It's been excel at this pose and warrior one. And so that brings two. up a really, really good point. Um, when I was practicing on DVDs and stuff, I did not realize because for me, it was just from the physical perspective. I did not realize that there were different styles of yoga and I didn't realize how I didn't have that connection to really be feeling in my body how more of a power practice, a faster pace, more aggressive practice was actually hurting me physically and energetically because my that's how my my life was at that time. It was just go, go, go. And I was such an adrenaline junkie that it, it didn't feel that way to me because everything in my life was like that. It... it a definitely a, the gentle and restorative aspects of yoga I feel are an underserved demographic they're not necessarily gonna be like you know I'm using air quotes like the sexy poses that are gonna be all over the place on Facebook and in some of the magazines yeah. which as a side note most of those magazines majority of the pictures in there you know those are super super flexible hyper flexible young little girls who have horrible alignment but it's a great looking picture so yeah. they use it and that's the mentality that a lot of people have about yoga is that's what it is and there definitely is a large population of the yoga that that is like that but there is a good portion of yoga practices and yoga teachers that are like me that are that are more connected to inviting in a practice that is very grounding and nurturing and that the intention of the practice is to be able to support you to be able to do other physical things mm -hmm. and to help to release the energy and the emotions within the body so restorative yoga the name <laughs> explains itself pretty much yes. it, it really is about restoring emotion it's about helping to, so you're, you're physically supported by props and it helps you to, 
the best way that I can describe it is to release in order to be able to, to receive. And that's kind of what my restorative practice has taught me is to be able to release the emotions and the stress and the anxiety. I battle anxiety and restorative yoga has really been helpful for me to be able to lower my nervous system baseline a mm -hmm. little bit lower and lower and lower each time I practiced mm -hmm. um, to where now when I start to feel a panic attack coming on, I really can close my eyes and breathe and find that place that I'm in during my restorative yoga practice. So it's really the space of releasing so that you can have intentional rest for your body mm -hmm. and that you can pair in a breath practice so you give your mind something to do to be able to create a quieter inner landscape mm -hmm. and just and just really allow for your body to absorb that rest. So there's a meditative component yes to restorative yoga yes there is I, at least the way I teach it yeah. there is um, some teachers just allow the space for a lot of quiet and I have a hard time with that personally so I teach to what my practice is so there is the layering in of guided meditation as well as the quiet space to kind of absorb and to let yourself process um, what the guided meditation is yeah. Tell me, like, that's restorative yoga. Tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about the gentle yoga. So gentle yoga um, evolved for me out of my slower flow classes, um, and it really kind of created this. I would have people come to my slower flow classes, and I felt like we needed to just take it down a notch in mm -hmm. order for it to really be beneficial to everybody and so what we use are chairs and we're not sitting in them a lot of chair yoga is actually people it's like a fitness class where people are just sitting in the chairs in my gentle yoga class we use chairs along with blocks and straps and blankets and little therapy balls to help release do a myofascial release at the beginning of class um, and we use the chairs to support as a big prop so that we're supported but it's an active support yes. so it's a lot more accessible to people who are healing from an injury or they might have limited mobility or they are brand new to yoga it's also really eye-opening for a lot of advanced practitioners the first time I took a class like this I was really amazed at how I was do energetically not doing poses correctly like how I was activating my muscles and stuff such mm -hmm. there are some poses that you do in the chair where you really can't cheat alignment and it lets you know that and if you're used to doing certain poses without a chair and then you come to the chair it's amazing how you're like oh <laughs> this is exactly how it's supposed to be yeah. so yeah. Um, it's really I view props as tools to be able to inform the body and um, I'm a big believer in that you don't have to go to a yoga class where you sweat in order to receive all the physical benefits. Yeah. Oh, those yoga balls are just fantastic. I know, aren't they? I yeah. love them. Those are, yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. You know, even though you giggle every time you say it, it's still. <laughs> <laughs> yoga balls in some classes yeah. mean something different. But <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, very true. So that's a great stopping point in the conversation. Join us in the next couple weeks when part two of my conversation with Aaron Labati will continue. 
If you're interested in signing up for Erin's class for the gentle yoga or restorative yoga class, you can go to her website at erinelizabethlabadi.com forward slash yoga dash classes dot html. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.